Well, it's good to have a testimony to give, isn't it? You know, we can't say it is no secret what God can do. You know, God is so faithful. But first of all, I would just like to just to say that it is an honor for me to stand here tonight and tell of the goodness and the faithfulness of God in my life down through the years. You know, it's a well-known scripture, and, you know, we know it so well. It's one that I just love. Taught it in Sunday school, and it is John 3 and verse 16 and 17. For God, for God, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not a son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, Tim asked me just to give a, a short brief as you know, where I was reared and that sort of thing. So I would just like to say that I was born and reared on the Donegal Road in Belfast. I was brought up in a Christian home, very loving parents. You know, I had two sisters and one brother, and my older sister and brother have since passed on to be with the Lord. But you know, the good news is, someday I'm going to see them. Amen. That's good news. Yes. They followed the Lord. My brother just had died three years ago, and he gave his life to the Lord just a couple of months before he died. So that was good for us, you know. Now, I have a sister, Ethna, who is my twin sister. Um, yes, there's two of me. <laughs> two of me, Ronnie. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, but there is, you know, the terrible twins. Anyway, we are very, very close, we are. And she is a good friend to me. You know, being brought up on the Donegal Road, you know, I have very, very happy memories very happy memories of my childhood, and it was a real close-knit community. It really was. You know, my mum and dad had a confectionery, like grocery and confectionery shop there on the road, and there was never a dull moment, never a dull moment in that shop. You know, and to be honest, I have we have 12 grandchildren and two great-grandchildren, and, you know, I just was thinking today, you know, if they had been around then, there wouldn't have been a sweet left in that <laughs> shop. I know that with these boys. <laughs> but there, there was a lot of mission halls um, in and around the Donegal Road, and a lot of churches right the whole way up the road, um, and a lot of children's meetings on in all the churches, to be honest with you. 
And, you know, there was there was a group of us would have went out, you know, to see what was on, just young girls. And we would have went to whatever children's meeting was on. Didn't matter the denomination, we were at it. And it, and it was really, really good. You know, it, is a, it was a very, very friendly community. But, you know, sadly, today, some of the mission halls, they have closed. And some of the churches have very, very few attending. But, you know, church, honestly, we need a move of God. We really, really do. I remember those churches, every one of them, Sunday morning, Sunday night, they were all packed with people. And for to think that this has happened, you know, boys, we need the Lord. Mom and Dad um, went to Victoria Memorial Hall there in May Street uh, for a few years until the branch, uh, the until they moved up onto the Donegal Road. There was a branch from May Street there, and it was uh, Broadway Gospel Hall. So I was brought up there in the Gospel Hall, right on the Donegal Road. And do you know what? Faithfully went, I did. Well, not that I was forced to go, but I went to every meeting that they had. You know, Sunday, um, 3 o'clock, every Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock, Sunday school. You know, heard the gospel I heard the gospel preached, and, you know, every time that it was preached, it was a straight gospel message. They left no stone unturned, that this was the gospel. Jesus died on the cross, shed his blood, and, you know, sometimes you just let it go over your head, you know. But I thought, you know, because I was younger and you know, I didn't go to pubs and clubs, that I was a, a good a good person. But the Bible says there's none good. Mm-hmm. No, not one, you know. That message must be, I thought to myself, it's for somebody else. It couldn't be for me. But, you know, how the enemy, how he can trick you, he is so subtle. He really is. You know what? Those messages were for me. You know, sorry. You see, I couldn't depend on my mom and dad's salvation because I had to come to Christ for me. I couldn't depend on their salvation to get me into heaven. I needed that personal relationship with Christ myself. At the age of 17, I was invited to another meeting uh, there on the Donegal Road. It's in Little Hall, um, Hunter Street. It was in Hunter Street. And I went went along and I thought, hmm, right, okay, I'll go anyway. (laughs) But, you know, the meeting started, and I have to be honest, I was really enjoying it. I really was. It was lively. The songs and all were anointed. 
And, you know, it was a Pentecostal meeting. And, you know, I just thought, wow, here's me sitting here, you know, enjoying this service. But the singing had stopped. And the pastor said, okay, let's get down to prayer. This is our prayer meeting night. Oh. I said, oh no. But I sat on. I wouldn't get up and walk out or anything. I sat on and I thought, oh no, what am I going to do here? I was never I was never in a prayer meeting before. But you know, if I had have known, I probably wouldn't have went. But God. But God, Emma, but God had a plan. He had a plan for my life that night. You know, I listened to the people praying. It was just something similar to our own prayer meetings here. Praying for their loved ones, praying for household salvation. And I knew that I couldn't do that. I couldn't, I couldn't pray because I needed Christ in my life. So I sat on, I was very uneasy now, I have to say I was. But, oh, I looked up and I saw scripture text right above the platform and it said, surely, Surely the Lord is in this place. I went right to myself. And then I sort of put my eyes down again, you know, the way you do. But you know what? I looked up that whole meeting. I couldn't honestly say how many times I looked up. And I just saw, surely the Lord is in this place really was convicted of my need of Christ that night. I really was. And that night, you know, the meeting was over. And I just sat on. I couldn't move. I was really stuck to my seat. And Pastor um, Billy Wilson, who a few of you know, uh, was the pastor there, him and his, his wife, uh, Helen, you know, and he came over to me and he said to me, how are you? Just, you know, the way pastors would do, how are you? You know, so I I said, um, I'm okay. He says, do you need to talk to me? So I knew, I knew I couldn't walk out, you know, so that night, him and his wife took me into the little room and he pointed me to Christ that night. Amen. He put, oh my goodness, chains, I can honestly say, it was a burden lifted off my shoulders. Chains were broken at the cross that night. You know, I have, I have never regretted 
my decision. Never. I'm being honest. I have never regretted the decision that I have made that night. And that is coming 50, 60 years in July, the age of 17. I surrendered my life to the Lord. You know, never ever once queried my salvation. I never queried my salvation. But being brought up in it too, you know, in, in the brethren circles and stuff, and, and it was a joy for me because, we, you know, we had a wonderful time. But we cannot understand all the way that God will lead us. You know, it doesn't mean to say that I've hadn't haven't had any trials or tribulations, any trials or anything. Yes, we all do because we're in this world, but we're not of it. But I can say, trials are dark on every hand, and we cannot understand all the way that God will lead us to that blessed promised land. Do you know what, church? He said he will guide us with his eye. And the condition is we follow till we die because we will understand it better by and by. One thing I do know that Jesus, he never fails. He has never failed me yet. Never. I met Sammy and after a, a few years, he's here tonight, so I'll have to watch what I say. Really <laughs> 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 joking. <laughs> I met Sammy and after a few years, I got married and, and had children. Patricia, Samuel, Timothy, and Joy. You know, we felt, Sam and I felt the call of God on our lives for a long time, prayed a lot about it at the start of fellowship there in Beaver Park Estate. And, you know, I thank him every day that our family are all serving the Lord. But the fellowship was 35 years, I think, so I'm not right there in February, on February, was gone with 35 years, all that, those years ago, when we started that fellowship. Faithful God. He's a faithful God. And I thank him every day for our family, all serving the Lord. It is a joy. I thank him for that. We had seen many souls, many souls come to Christ over those years. <clears throat> and you know, church, all the glory goes to him. Amen. 
because we were just the instruments, uh, the instruments that God had chosen to use. It was his work. You know, thank God um, for the work here in Balna Hinge <clears throat> where Timothy uh, pastoring this work here with his wife, Nikki, and family. And then Samuel, my other son, uh, he continued pastoring the work there in Beaver uh, with his wife, Zelda, and family. And then we have Patricia and Stephen and their wee family ministering here in Belna Hinch. And then Joy, she is at Willowfield Church uh, with Mark and family. And Joy is, leads worship down on Willowfield. So I have a lot to be thankful for. I really have. Thank God again for praying parents don't give up don't give up keep on praying for your unsaved loved ones prayer translates spiritual action into practical breakthrough let me say it again prayer translates Spiritual action and the practical breakthrough. The hymn writer penned these words Come to the Savior. Make no delay. Here in His Word, He has shown us the way. Here in our midst, He's standing, he's standing today, and he's tenderly saying, come, unsaved in the meeting tonight. He's saying, come. I thank God that those chains were broken in my life at the cross. I thank God I can say he came to me that night. Kept me focused on himself. He did. With that text of scripture, surely the Lord is in this place. Unsaved person here tonight. You know, we don't know, none of us know what tomorrow brings forth, what tomorrow holds. Um, There's a young girl just in her early 50s, lives in Beaver. Her daughter went in to see her the other morning. She was dead. Oh, God. You know, it's worth thinking about unsaved. It really is. Life, at best, it's very brief. Just like the falling of a leaf, like the binding of the sheaf. Being time, 
It says, for if in sin all you longer wait, you may find no open gate and the cry might just be too late. You need to be in time. He paid that price on Calvary for your sin and for mine. And you know that blood today is still flowing as fresh as ever. And he's standing here tonight and he's saying, will you come? Surely the Lord is in this place. Praise the Lord. Let's stand together tonight. Just sense the presence of the Lord just in this place. The Lord speaking to your heart, speaking into your life tonight. Surely the Lord is in this place. What he'd done for mom all those years ago, he's here to do the same tonight in your life. God's speaking to you. I believe he is. You can sense his presence. You know he's working. He's dealing with hearts. He's here to save tonight. Just wait for a couple of moments. Just allow the Lord to speak in the hearts tonight. <clears throat>